Tonight on the podcast, Matt and I talk about Stephen King's Pet Cemetery, the original, not the remake, also spelled with an S, which is perfect for me because I'm terrible at grammar. I don't even know if Matt and I was correct. So enjoy our trip back down memory lane as we talk about Pet Cemetery on the Sexy Vampire Teeth podcast. You're listening to the Sexy Vampire Teeth podcast. Enjoy the show. Don't ask me. <laughs> Don't ask you what. <laughs> you always say like a greeting, and uh, and then you say, "How you doing, man?" or something. <laughs> like, I feel like we could cut that out. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's the it's the only part of this uh, podcast that's like sa- scripted, I guess you could say, or or not yeah, natural. Yeah. It's not natural because yeah, we've no, been talking exactly. for a while already. So it's just weird. Yeah, I don't know. It's just yeah, exactly. been, it's right. been a thing now. We, we, we can't stop it. How you doing, Joe? No, wait, shit. It's not hard. <laughs> it's the easy, easiest part. Hey, Joe. Hey, Matt. It's weird if I don't say what's going on. <laughs> I, got well, we, I fucking got you, fucker. <laughs> we got our outtake reel. <laughs> hey, Matt, what's going on? You know what? Don't answer that. I don't need to know. So we're going to be talking about Pet Cemetery tonight. Um, for those of you that don't know this movie, uh, you must be living under a rock. But uh, Pet Cemetery came out in 1989. It was directed by Mary Lambert. This is a Stephen King adaptation. Uh, the book came out, I believe, in 83, just a few years before this. And the movie stars Dale Midkiff as Lewis Creed. Uh, Denise Crosby plays his wife, Rachel. And we have everybody's favorite, Miko Hughes, from the 90s. Uh, I think he was in like a, what, a bunch of episodes of TJF stuff, basically, right? He plays Gage Creed, their son. And we got Blaze Burdell that plays Ellie, their daughter. And then Herman Monster, who plays Judd Crandall, <laughs> <laughs> Fred Gwynn. And uh, that's your cast of characters. Now, this movie uh, was was a pretty big deal, I think, for most people our age. And from, you know, all the people I've talked to over the years that have seen it, uh, my friends and people outside that circle, everybody's kind of seen this movie at a young age, which is kind of fucked up because it's a, a movie that deals with a lot of heavy uh, subjects. So we're going to talk about when we first saw it and what we thought about then as opposed to now. Matt, take us through your journey of Pet Cemetery. When did you see this? Yeah, so my first experience with this movie was, it must have been like when it first came out on VHS. And I don't, I don't remember how I was related to this family. I just remember I was sleeping over this kid Jimmy's house, but it wasn't like a friend of mine. It was like, like a distant cousin or like a friend of a friend. I don't know what was going on. His father had it on the background. And I was like, when he had put it on, I was sitting there. I remember I was playing with this stupid handheld Atari game that it all it was was like a car that with the steering wheel just moves the, the Oh, yeah, yeah. And the background and scrolls. Forth. Yeah. In the background scrolls. And I was like, oh, it doesn't matter if you dodge it. There's <laughs> <laughs> no point system, nothing. It just like was a rotating thing with a light up car. Yeah. So I was like, but I was loving it. I was like, and then, and then it was cool. I was like, oh, look, this movie's about cars. So that's how young, I, <laughs> you know, so, you know, I was like, all right, this is, this is all right. Yeah. And there are some certain images that caught my attention from the movie that haunted me for many, many years. So in particular, the bloody shoe flying through the air, the sister freaked me out for some reason. That one just like, oh, Zelda. Yeah, Zelda yeah, she's scared super creepy. the <laughs> shit out of me as a kid. Yeah, like yeah. 
I thought that was the most terrifying part of the movie, and I thought that's what it was going to be going back to it, but I'll revisit that. <laughs> and um, and the, the scene with the, uh, the cutting of the Achilles tendon, those are the things that I just couldn't, I couldn't walk by beds or like if I stepped out of bed late at night, I'd have to like scurry away from the bed for until about, I, I rewatched it a couple of days ago and then I was like, oh, it's not so bad. Yeah. But I've been, yeah, I've been running out of bed till then. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, so I had seen it and it was weird. And I remember even the prosthetic of, uh, Pax cow <laughs> and, um, <laughs> The omniscient cyclist. Yeah, like it was just like the, I didn't really follow the movie of what was going on in particular. Okay. It because I was like trying not to pay attention, but it was in the room when it was on, and it kind of freaked me out. And then it, it's funny because I had seen plenty of other stuff, but this was like a disturbing type movie, you know, that I really wasn't watching at that age. Versus things like Friday the Thirteenth and Jason and all these kind of like popcorn horror movies, you know, that aren't as scary they're more just like more violent you know what i mean yeah the things in the friday the 13th movies that freaked me out like i, I mentioned in a previous podcast where whenever you saw jason as a kid that to me was like a supernatural thing that scared the shit out of me when i was a kid because that's the stuff that would pop like i was never afraid of freddie or jason in the dark ever once you know like it just it, it wasn't one of those things that populated my man my imagination in the dark but, right yeah, this this movie, certain, certain things definitely took up residence. So you saw it that one time, and like that was your yeah. first viewing of it. It was kind of like as a background thing, but like obviously enough to like you know catch your attention because a lot of stuff going on. It so like did you actually like rewatch it again anytime, like soon yeah. after that, or was I it just later it on? Again, in, yeah, I watched it again when I was somewhere between thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, somewhere around there, like early high school. Okay, and. Like the Zelda still freaked me out. I remember that. And I just thought the movie was disturbing. But for some reason, I didn't. I remember like key scenes of it, but a lot of it still, even though this is at least my third, if not fourth, watching of the movie, a lot of scenes still felt new. Like I'm like, oh, I don't remember these little interactions that they're having. I mean, yeah. I guess it's because a lot of stuff is forgettable compared to some of the stuff in the movie that's very traumatic. You know, it's really like going through your day. You know, you remember these high points versus like, what the hell did you do for breakfast yesterday? You know, kind of thing. Sure. How about you? When's the first time you saw it? Probably around the same time you did. I I, I think I saw it um, right when it came out on a, a rental um, because it was probably like eighty nine ninety, and um, I watched it with my mom. So this is one of the if I had to make a top five list of movies that like I closely tie to my mom, it, this is definitely in the top five. Um, as a matter of fact, me and her got on like this Stephen King kick. It was like our thing for a while where, you remember like in the nineties, there were so many Stephen King miniseries on TV, like the stand, the Langoliers. Yeah. Like all (laughs) that shit. And like, they were terrible, but like we watched them and like, we loved them for like them being kind of silly. Uh, we were all about it, you know? And, um, that was like a bonding experience between me and my mom. We watched all those, and they were like long series. Like they would come on. I don't remember if it was every day or every couple of days or whatever it was. But we would, you know, watch it. We would tape it. Sometimes we'd rewatch it. Like if it was in the summertime, we'd rewatch it like in an afternoon. Um, so I have very fond memories of my mom and Stephen King adaptations. But this one especially, <laughs> yeah. And it's funny, right? Because they're not good, and we'll talk about that. But um, but this one in particular, we we watched this a lot together. Uh, I saw it with her for the first time. I I loved it as a kid. 
I don't know what I loved about it because I do think that the subject is fairly heavy uh, for a child of eight or nine or 10 or whatever it was. I don't know that I really like thought about it more than what was just on the surface of everything and just enjoyed like the special effects and the story. And it was like, I guess so different from anything that I had seen because like all these dramatic turns had happened in the movie, like with the kid dying, you know, and like things I just did not see coming that I, cause I didn't think that someone was bold enough to put that in a fucking movie. Cause I was so young, you know, I was used to, you know, pretty like paint by the numbers sort of, you know, cartoons and movies. And, um, you know, even like the horror stuff I'd seen before this was, also like pretty a to b like you know friday 13th and stuff where there was no like surprises it was just what it was you know and so when you say that because i I felt the same way where i i thought that it was going to be about when i was watching in the background remember i'd seen cujo first okay and i thought that it was going to be about a killer cat i didn't understand like humans (laughs) were going to be i really thought that the cat was going to become like super evil and start killing people yeah. I'm not even kidding. <laughs> oh, you thought the cat in Pet Cemetery was going to do that? Yeah, I thought that, that I, the cat was... I did, yeah, too. Was, yeah, I did, yeah. too. Because I saw Cujo, I think, first, but I wasn't as big of a fan of that as I was this. I thought Cujo was kind of forgettable. Yeah, I mean... I, I haven't gone back and seen it since I saw it as a kid. No, we could do an episode on that, I guess, because I haven't seen it since I was a kid, either, and I'd kind of be curious. Yeah. I just remember just a woman being trapped in the car the whole time. Yeah. And wasn't it the fucking same actress? Wasn't it Denise Crosby? God, I didn't know actor actresses had names back then. Yeah, I didn't know <laughs> anyone. Didn't. What the character they played was, you know? <laughs> yeah. It was the same lady. She's had a bad experience with pets and both stories. I don't remember names of names. <laughs> <laughs> I grew up in the roaring 20s. <laughs> we haven't lost our female audience. We definitely did recently, so. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I'm pretty sure we put another nail in that coffin with each and every episode yes like i was saying um i was kind of just surprised by the the story that this movie was telling you know um yeah at that age so i watched it with her a couple times and i was a big fan of this movie huge huge fan and i didn't really see it um again until like just recently so i I, it's been a long time since i saw the movie now what i do want to talk about is the book so you read the book i read the book last october yeah, so re- really recently, um, me and my girlfriend, we, <laughs> um, we, which McCall, we have been reading like a Stephen King book every like October. Um, because, okay. Yeah, just because like I haven't really read any of them. I've seen enough of the movies and was, you know, vague, fair, like not that impressed with most of them. But I wanted to read some of like the more popular books. So, um, and she had read most of them like, like earlier in life, but she was like, you know, all about reading them with me and stuff. So I was like, all right. So we've been picking them, um, you know, the last couple Octobers. And so last October was Pet Cemetery. I, I picked it. And then we'd go and watch the, the movie after we finished reading it. But I, I picked it because, you know, I remember watching it as a kid so much. And I, and I always heard that the book was really good. And I, you know, I loved the movie and it just stayed with me that the movie was so good because I hadn't seen it again, you know? So for me, I was like, oh, the movie's awesome. Um, you know, I take the word of a nine-year-old, like it's amazing, but <laughs> I, I want to read the book. And so we read it and I got to tell you something. I, um, I don't know. I feel a little silly talking about it, but what, I mean, whatever. Um, cause it's a Stephen King book, but I had like this intense cathartic experience with the book. Um, yeah, the book, the books like 
dialogue and conversations about like death and like what's going on are really well done for me um there was something about it that just kind of like opened up a lot of things that i hadn't been dealing with mm-hmm. and it kind of like it almost opened up like the floodgates a little bit um for certain things and being that this move this um this story i i tied it so close to my mom and those are kind of things that i, I haven't really like been able to deal with reading the book like it really affected me that's uh, awesome man reading the book not remembering the movie that well you know i kind of was like i don't think the movie was this was was very similar you know as i'm reading it i was like i think the movie was more of a you know 80s horror thing and i don't think it de- dealt with the subject matters as well as the book is doing it for mm. me now so um you know and i was right but the but the book um there's just so much about like the draw to this pet cemetery and there's so much about like their their conversations about death that it just it puts you in the character's shoes and it just it, it just makes you feel like you're kind of like in the room having these conversations with them um it was very like it just like this instant nostalgia feeling i don't know it's hard to explain it, it, it was like a big deal to me this book yeah i'm definitely gonna read it now and yeah, yeah. I, I and I think it was just I was in a certain place for it, you know, and I think that's just what it was. I mean I read it like in October and like into like basically uh the beginning of November, so it's kinda of the right weather for it. You know, um the yeah. Halloween season and I was like, you know, like amped up to watch the movie again because she never saw the movie and but she read the book. No, she never saw no, I'm sorry, she never read the book or saw the movie. So I, I had like the the leg up on that because I, I saw the movie at least and I knew it was going to happen and it's funny yeah. because like she was like I really hope none fucking happens to this kid I'm just like mm-hmm. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> you're like trust me he does way worse things to others than what happened to him <laughs> she's like oh, I don't like the way this truck's driving by I'm like yeah they can't gauge how fast they're going <laughs> <laughs> so I knew it was going to happen um and I and I had that but 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 it didn't even matter because this was a whole new experience for me. And, uh, yeah. So I'm not trying to get like fucking deep and dark and like, you know, whatever. We'll, we'll make like plenty of dead kid jokes to make up for it. But yeah, it was, it was like a big, <laughs> it had a big impact on me at that well, time. I'll just say is I, I think a lot of the reason that people do enjoy this podcast is our authenticity. You know, we're not, we're not bullshitting. We're not just, regurgitating facts you know we we're talking about a personal experiences with the subject matter and i think that yes. it had it it not only had a profound impact on you it was all timing of it you know and i think that you know a good piece of art whether it's a film a book anything you know if it can serve that type of purpose in your life i think i think that's amazing dude so i'm, yeah. I'm really glad you shared that yeah, no, I I think in the last, like, you know, three years or so, it was probably the most meaningful, like, type of me- media I've, like, took in. Um, yeah, it, it just, it meant a lot to me, and, and it was, like, it, it had a big, uh, you know, effect on that, like, that, that time for me when I was reading it. I guess you haven't had the opportunity to see Paddington 2. <laughs> i'm not joking <laughs> you'll be balling <laughs> oh for real uh, no i don't know i i heard it's like a, it's like kids love this movies and parents cry every time they watch it it's like this like really crazy experience it's like yeah no i never i didn't even if anyone if anyone knows what i uh what i'm talking about be sure to put it in our web mail <laughs> <laughs> put it in our bloggery <laughs> <laughs> um so I, I watched the movie uh, uh, with her at that point when we finished the book. We actually finished it like 
pretty much the same like afternoon. And I was like, let's just throw it on. I want to watch it, you know? And I was just like, this movie is not that good. <laughs> and no. it's especially coming off of the book and how like emotional it made me and how into it I was. I watched the movie and I'm like, wow, first of all, the movie is pretty faithful to the book. It just doesn't have all the detail of it, obviously, because, the you know, it's a lot shorter. But they don't really, like, leave anything out. It, it's all the same beats, all the same, like, plot points. The only thing okay. that's a little different is that um, Judd has a wife. And in the book, there's a lot of um, interactions with the wife, and then the wife winds up passing away. There's there's some, there's some like, things that happen with her that affect the story. But we all, we, we get to the same places without her in the movie, so it doesn't make a difference. Um, but that's pretty much it as far as I remember, uh, detail wise. And I was just like, wow, this movie's kind of, kind of crappy. And I think that one of the big things about it that I didn't like was the acting of the main character. I thought he was really wooden and that like, he needs to be the best part because he's the focus and he's like, he's the one we take this emotional journey with. And, you know, he, he's the one that like slips into like madness. And yeah, it, it seemed like. When his his way to portray madness was to have like this like flat affect and to be like calm and, and boring. And I was like, wait, that's what he was before. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like he's just saying different things. I do have to give him credit though, because his no when Gage dies, that's one of the best no's in any movie I've ever seen. It so? actually, I honestly think it's legit. Like you feel his pain, like he channeled something serious. And I was like, "That's not acting." He channeled something, and everything else is just like, "This is me acting." Yeah, he's like a soap opera looking kind of guy, and he acts like it. So, I mean, I thought Hi, I'm here to say my lines. <laughs> <laughs> I thought yeah. the I thought the wife did a great job. I thought the kids were great, yeah. you know. But uh, yeah, and obviously, like. I'm a the big kids f- were fantastic. Yeah, they, yeah both they, of them. They were. And I'm a big fan of, um, you know, Fred. I, I loved the monsters. Like, I was like, you know, yeah. I love that show and so my much. My cousin Vinny. Yeah, he's great, man. And, and like, he's a great character actor, and, and he was great in that role. I thought his accent was a little, like, too much, but uh, it, it kind of grows on you as you're watching it. And he's another character that does carry the movie. Uh, he's a very important person in it, and, yeah. he, you know, he's integral to it. So, like, he did a great job. I just was not a fan of, uh, I wasn't a fan of Lewis Creed. Agreed. Yeah. Agreed with Creed. I was yeah, really no. disappointed, you know, when I saw it a second time, because I was like, wow, I had loved this movie so much as a kid. I read the book, you know, I just finished it. I'm, I'm like, on this, like, high for Pet Cemetery, and I was just like, ah. Oh. I didn't think so. So obviously, you know, she was watching with me. She was like, yeah, this is not so great, you know, because <laughs> she just read it too. <laughs> and we both kind of agreed on the same reasons why. And, 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 and a lot of it stemmed from like the acting and just kind of how fast it, it went. But I'll tell you what I did like about it. I like the 80s feel and special effects to it because, you know, this movie oh, yeah. isn't really supposed to be the, the horror story it, it portrays in the movie. It's a lot uh, deeper, you know. Of, of a story in the book. So I think the movie version is just like, here's an eighties horror version of a fairly, like a fairly deep book about like death and loss. And it's fine. You know, for, for that reason, it's fine. I love the special effects in this movie. Um, they make it pretty fucking creepy. And it's some of the things that I'm sure it, like stayed with you as a kid. They, they stay with me too. Yeah. I really liked Pascal's, um, 
prosthetic and makeup. Like he looked fantastic and how he, I don't know if it was just variety in the makeup, but like he would like change in states of decay and things like that as the movie yeah, went along. Yeah. I, I thought that was really, he's well like done. the mascot of the film, you know, like he's on like the, like the cover and you know, like there's a lot of like, he's always been like a, like a, a big, um, you know, like figurehead of, of this movie, a big representation, like, you know, of, of the movie was like this character and the way he looked, you see him on a lot of like promotional stuff. And even people now that like, you know, wear like retro stuff or have things of pet cemetery. It's like that character. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, he's really well done. And I like, like what you said, they, they do sort of make him deader. <laughs> yeah. And even, yeah. And even at the very end, when she comes back and like her eyes torn out and the ooze is coming out and they have the weird makeout scene, by the way, doesn't the end feel like the end of like, just like an extended tales from the crypt episode or something? <laughs> yeah, it does. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. That, that like that prosthetic on her head that has the ooze coming out of her eye hole that bet, better not ooze out my eye holes. Um, <laughs> it, <laughs> I, mean, I just thought, <laughs> um, <laughs> I feel like I want to do it better because that's <laughs> I can't I can't. Um but yeah, it was it was really that was well done. I mean, damn, the scene with Gage cutting Herman's <laughs> Achilles tendon. <laughs> yeah. And then his mouth still gets me. Yeah, because like, it, it it's oh it's it's like cringy, real cringy. Because they're really painful areas where you don't want to be injured. Yeah. You know, like you know, it's like, it's not like he gets stabbed, like he gets cut to shreds by Gage, but it just looked like, oh, he's getting cut up, he's getting stabbed. And they were showing some details of, it wasn't just like blood on his shirt, they were showing close-ups of like the wounds. And I was yeah. like, okay, you know, wounds, injury, sure, got it. But those two injuries in particular were like, holy shit. Where where Pascal is kind of like cool to look at, and he's like, you know, it's like, wow, I, I like the way this looks and like the progression of it. it's like fascinating. Zelda is horrifying. Yeah, her back in her introductory scene. Yeah. That's the thing is, I mean, it, it was disturbing, but not scary to me as an adult. Like, I was just like, especially the, the when she comes back, when kind of, whatever the whatever the being is, I don't know if they discussed this in the book, but like, there's some entity that, it's not just the in individual things that come back, right? It's some kind of like, entity that influences them or something, I assume, but whatever it yeah. is, that evil, that evil that's in them that has the powers of like manipulation, hallucination, stuff like that. Um, when it came back and did that, like jump scare towards the screen of Zelda, that scared the shit out of me as a kid. And I was just like, this seems like really corny and like, like just empty as an adult. Whereas the initial scene of seeing her like in bed and just like all of her bones visible and everything that, that really was just gruesome. Yeah. You know, very grotesque. Well, it, it was a, a man that played um, that character in the movie with yeah. a lot of prosthetics on it, and they wanted to do that to just have th- something a little off about it. Um, I, I, you know what I always found creepy about it? I still find it creepy now when I when I watch it. That character kind of breaks the fourth wall because it's like a dream sequence, so it's like coming at the camera, and I find yeah. that to be a little like off-putting. Um, because maybe that, that's what got me. Yeah, yeah, it's like the face makeup is 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 terrifying, and uh, you know, in the book, I don't think they describe her looking that intense because it's meningitis. You know, it's more about like yeah. that she's in pain and like kind of like a little disfigured and stuff like that. But they don't like 
like why did it affect her face you know like, like why does she look like a fucking monster and like where's her teeth and shit like you know I, I didn't get that impression from the book in the book the the trauma of it isn't like because she looks scary it's because like the parents didn't give a fuck about her and like let yeah. her die in front of her like let the daughter stay at home by herself and like deal with her being dead and the fact that she kept wishing for her to die because she just didn't want to deal with it anymore you know, and, and, yeah. and it's it's th- those aspects are what they talk about in the book and in the movie. You know, that's not what it is at all. It's just like a scary monster. And the ideas are still there, but they're not touched upon as much as they are in the book. Because, like, that's – and that's what I'm talking about. Like, the book really dives into, like, all these aspects of, like, trauma and death. And, and like, they really, like – you know, like, these quick scenes in the movie are things that are expanded through the entire book, you know, that just keep getting talked about, and, like, why it was such a big deal and how it affects them now. I think that's really the thing is I – going back and watching the movie now i kind of realized it's not a good movie i mean it's a disturbing movie it's almost like it had the potential to be sad if you fleshed it out in your own head but it was just i don't know as a film itself it kind of fell flat um, because of the acting and because maybe it felt rushed and um like it, it some of the characters motivations seemed like they jump they things just happen too fast and and i guess that's my biggest why i wasn't really wrapped up in it this time yeah. you know i found myself kind of almost more like making fun of it to myself yeah. as i was going through the movie this time through i, I mean did it too. starts out yeah. starts out pretty serious you know in the when they're showing the scenes at the pet cemetery because it's like it starts with this like dichotomy of of death and birth you know because you have you know the death with all the things in the cemetery and then you have the birth of memes written all over there (laughs) (laughs) like all every what the fuck is it like every single a meme it's like spot was a good dog now he's dead i'm gonna go eat some bread (laughs) like i was like what the the hell and uh no but there were just things like i was just like she falls off the tire swing it like the, the branch cracks right and then they're like, you know, trying to move in and everything. And he walks back outside and the tire swing is back up. And I'm like, what? Hey, we got to unpack. Hold on. I got to fix this tire swing. <laughs> <laughs> like that was an awfully fast repair of like, I didn't, get a ladder. I didn't pick up on that. Back. Yeah. That's pretty funny. No. Yeah. These are all, yeah. And these are just observations that I was making along the way. I was like, this is, this is weird, you know, that it, you wouldn't catch it like growing up, but it's just like, it just made it feel very soap opery, you know, yeah, sure. of quality. Um, this isn't post COVID era, you know, housing market. Did they buy this place sight unseen that they don't know? Like there's like death highway next to it in the path in the backyard. Right. Yeah. Like, I, I don't even know if they explain that in the book as much, to be honest with you. I, I think that the, they don't. Um, yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't know. Like, honestly, I'm not even being silly. Like, I was like, it's just, it just seems like, like I was joking about, um, rise of evil dead when I was just like, yeah, a fucking rope ladder, get out the window. <laughs> right, yeah. Yeah. You know, like, it's just like, it does, these aren't like feats of human engineering. I'm sure, I'm sure they had fences back then in 1983, you know? So I don't know. <laughs> it's like, um, it's like, she's like, honey, I think we should put up a fence. He's like, Hmm. I'm going to take a chance. <laughs> like, well, like, it's our children. <laughs> instead, let's cut off the cat's testicles. <laughs> like, 
no surgery you know like, <laughs> i love church by the way i think it's a really cool cat <laughs> you're a dick <laughs> <laughs> i do I, I i like church i thought you were trying to get cool cat in there <laughs> no that's not a thing i do <laughs> <laughs> oh my god in the book it's actually like it, it made me laugh a lot like how he described the cat when he came back from the dead and how he acted um, I, it was, it was like kind of like silly where he just kind of like, he kept falling over like down. Drunk. Yeah. Like that's like, that's kind of how they, they, they didn't play it as like this, like nasty little cat. It was like, he was just like stumbling around and shit, like falling down. Like and shouldn't just, be alive. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he was also like killing animals to just kill them and not even eat them. But like, yeah, he was doing like a lot of silly stuff. Were they called the Micmac Indians in the book? Yes. Okay. I was just wondering if that was a consistency. I had like, it was so many things that took me out of it. Like when he volumes her up multiple times, like on the eve of her son's funeral and she's sleeping in bed, but she's wearing like sexy black lingerie. And I was like, what? Oh, it's her morning <laughs> pajamas. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she's like, the only thing I had in black, you don't have to wear black pajamas. Yes, I do. Yeah. I mean, like, again, you know, not, not to, not to be a broken record, but like the, the book does break down that grieving process a lot better. Um, yeah. you know, like you kind of like feel that, um, a lot more, you know, when you're reading it and like getting into the characters heads a little bit, you know, cause they're obviously grieving in very different kinds of ways. And, you know, we know that, um, you know, Lewis knows that there's a, a possible solution to all this. What do you think about him as a character? Because we're kind of doing this on like, you know, a close to father's day. And I know that's kind of why you uh, were mentioning doing this movie, uh, when we were like chatting, you know, about what we should do next, um, you know, it's the father's the main character and all this kind of stuff. So, like, what do you think of him as a character? A little bit stupid. Like, why? Like, he was led so blindly by, like, in the movie. Because I don't you know. You're tainted by knowing too much. Book. Yeah, and about, now, in the movie, yeah, I'm yeah. like, when he's like, "Come here, I want to take you for a walk," and it's like, "Fucking a full sunset later." Where are we going, Judd? <laughs> like, he just like he just seems so friggin like dopey like he was book smart and street stupid you know and yeah, yeah right just really just an idiot and then i don't know like so so many of the things i was just like idiot 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 you know and yeah. a tire swing that your kid just fell out of you know on the day you're moving into a house like i don't know <laughs> you really gotta think for that tire swing Buzz, who, why is it back up? <laughs> the, it's question. the Wendigo. <laughs> the line from the was it when he was digging up Gage from his from his grave? Was yeah. the line lifted directly from the book? I'm gonna bust you out, son. <laughs> no, I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Jesus Christ! Like yeah. some of these. It, yeah. it was yeah and you know what like like you you said it does happen very fast the movie the whole movie happens very fast especially the ending um and again you know in the book it does it is kind of towards the end you know it's not like gage is around for like a year you know and they're like oh he's acting very weird on christmas you know it, it's it, it's <laughs> it's pretty much it's pretty much right there he brings him back they come back home and like he kills them oh like, in the book does does it end the same way that she he brings her back yeah yeah. Okay. Yeah. What did you think of What did you think of Gage as like his portrayal in the movie? Yeah, adorable the whole fucking movie. I'm talking about like zombie Gage. I thought it was really silly. Yeah. I thought it was really silly and over the top. Honestly, I did. Um, yeah. Um, it, it it really made me feel like it was like the birth of Chucky. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. 
Yeah, I, I thought it was kind of silly. I just, uh, you know, I, like you said, like I, I found myself kind of laughing at myself a little bit while I was watching it. But this thing has a hold on people. And the reason why he brought him there wasn't explained as much in the movie. And it's just like there was a moment and it was like a very like emotional moment where he just like kind of breaks down. He's like, I, I, I don't know why I took you there. Yeah, he's like he's like it made me. It, it made it, it. It made me take you there. Like, then that's the problem with this place. Like, it does. It has a hold on you, and you're like a slave to it. Um, okay, yeah, and that and that makes more sense now because yeah. I was like, is Judd like the devil from Needful Things? Like, no, why? like he like, actually he... breaks down and cries that like he didn't want to take him there, but like it just no, made, yeah, made I saw him. that. Yeah, yeah, I get it now. It makes more sense. Yeah, yeah. but um, I don't know. I mean, like, do you feel like this is a recommendation? I know we kind of like share a little bit. I think if you haven't seen it, it's worth watching just for like adding to your encyclopedia of like not so great uh, Stephen King adaptations. Um, yeah. I think it has some some cool <laughs> yeah. um, prosthetics and um, like uh, practical special effects that are worth checking out. Um, I don't. I don't think it's like a bad movie it's just not a good movie it just it feels like a step above a made-for-tv movie rated r yeah and i I, yeah it it does and i think you do need to see it because it's a seminal movie from that time period but just know it's flawed you know uh as most stephen king movies are but yeah it's definitely worth a watch so um but just maybe one but i do recommend the book i'm a big fan of the book i don't know if it's going to affect you as much as i did or if i build it up too much but I recommend the book if um, if you did like the movie or the story is something that's interesting to you. It's a lot a lot better in the in the book. Do you like any of the Stephen King adaptations? I mean, maybe like the new It, but just the first mm-hmm. part. I didn't like the second part. Did you like The Shining? Yeah, but that Granted, was like there's it's huge, not the yeah, book. I know yeah. it's very very different from the book, but um, I did like the made for TV one though, which is a very close adaptation of the book. I liked that yeah. one. I thought that was actually pretty good. Why? Yeah. What's your favorite then adaptation of? I, it would be a top for me between Stand by Me and The Shawshank Redemption. Okay, but neither of <laughs> them are horror movies. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I just did it to fuck with you. <laughs> Those are However. both such masterpieces under the same novella. But yeah, um, yeah. But uh, as far as yeah, so ruling out The Shining because that's more Kubrick's Kubrick Stanley. Is it Kubrick or Kubrick? I don't know. Whatever you want it to be, it's our show. Yeah, it's it's more Stanley K's adaptation <laughs> than than uh, Stephen King's. I mean, it's it's like a it's so different. Um, yeah. I would say Pet Cemetery. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm trying real hard. I'd probably have to go with Carrie. I was gonna say that too. I think Carrie would probably be the best. I I, I completely like, forgot about that too. It's a good movie, and and the book is good yeah. too. Yeah, I'm not, like, looking at a list online or anything. I'm just kind of going through in my head. I mean, the special effects in the Langoliers was fantastic. I mean... <laughs> <laughs> it, it's like a, it was like a craft, like, macaroni and cheese CGI it was monster. So, yeah. Like, that was so bad. <laughs> you know, like a squeeze-it model. They look like... I think <laughs> they got, the, they got like the same guy Nintendo that did that. 64 had better graphics <laughs> than the fucking Langoliers. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking oh beast wars. <laughs> <laughs> that was so awful. And um let's, yeah, I, let, nothing let, else is really occurring to me. Yeah. 
Um, I heard that the adaptation. I mean, I also read eleven twenty two sixty three. Yeah, I haven't seen yet. I, I saw that, and that's very good. But again, it's I not heard the horror. Adaptation is very good, but I, yeah. When, well, it, I mean, it's a little more disturbing in the book because he he kind of goes into like there's some brutality in the book, you know, like um, mm, the, some of the beatings and stuff. And it was very and romantic. Then, it was a very romantic kind of miniseries. Yeah. So I don't know that it captured the, the same, you know, elements of the book. I don't know. Yeah, but And the closest it comes to horror in the book is, I don't know if in the adaptation, he goes to Derry, but at one point he goes, he goes by this area and it's the sewer where, where it is. And um, he just gets like, like this really awful feeling because it's in the period when it's sleeping. And oh, for real? Like, Are you making that up? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. He, he doesn't see it or anything. He just gets this like really awful, like it's a, oh, just no, a couple of pages in there. And yeah. I was like, holy shit. Like I put two together. Like it was sleeping in there while he was in Derry at the same time. Oh, that's cool. Cause that's where all of the things happen where you got hit in the head and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So little things like that. So I wouldn't call it a horror by any means, but it was like sci-fi, you know, but yeah, much more than Stand By Me or Shawshank Redemption, which are just, you know, very modernist pieces, you know, that's just like, hey, here's the story, you know. You'll get you'll get enjoyment out of it one way or the other. Um, yeah. But, um, yeah, I guess for, uh, I guess that's it for us. And um, I guess that's it for this episode. And then we will be back next week with a new episode. We hope you guys enjoyed as usual. And we hope you guys keep listening and enjoying. And, uh, yeah, I guess, you know, in a way, happy Father's Day, you motherfuckers. So, uh <laughs> Because they are the original motherfuckers. Fathers. I get it. Oh, God. <laughs> Could you get a fake laugh out of that one? Fuck you. It took me a second. Because <laughs> they are the original motherfuckers. I was like, yeah, I hate my father too, Jim. <laughs> ah, good fucking night. Good night. Hey, guys, if you like what you're hearing, please subscribe to our podcast on Spotify and Apple iTunes. Also, you can follow us on social media. We have Twitter, and that's at Sexy Vamp Teeth. We also have Instagram at the Sexy Vampire Teeth Podcast. So if you guys want updates on the show, please follow us on our social media sites, and make sure to tune in every Monday night for a new episode. Thanks for listening, guys, and good night. You've been listening to the Sexy Vampire Teeth Podcast. Gage gets hit by the truck. The, it seemed like the the movie really went down a dark path. <laughs> <laughs> it's so stupid.